reading from the 17th chapter of the book of Exodus, beginning with verse 1. From the wilderness of sin, the whole congregation of the Israelites journeyed by stages as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. The people quarreled with Moses and said, give us water to drink. Moses said to them, why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted there for water. And the people complained against Moses and said, why did you bring us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord, What shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, Go on ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you. Take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I will be standing there in front of you on the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock, and water will come out of it, so that the people may drink. Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. He called the place Massa and Meribah, because the Israelites quarreled and tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? The word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. A reading from the 21st chapter of the Gospel according to Matthew, beginning with verse 23. When Jesus entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will also ask you one question. If you tell me the answer, then I will tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? And they argued with one another. If we say from heaven, he will say to us, why then did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, we are afraid of the crowd For all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We do not know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind. And went. The father went to the second and said the same, and he answered, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, The first. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. 
the Word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Have you guys started getting those telephone surveys on your, on your phone yet? I've gotten several, and, you know, the parsonage phone doesn't ring very often. Please don't call it. Just call my cell phone. You know what I mean? Because if you call my cell phone, cell phone, it's right there by the recliner. If you call that other thing, I've got to get up and walk across the house. <laughs> Nobody wants to do that. But y'all are starting to get those surveys on your landlines if you still have them. They want to know who you're going to vote for and why. Or they want to know, are you so polarized with the issue of authority that you won't vote this year? Are you considering voting independent? You know how they do it, right? And then they usually call you again later and try to get you to give some money to the person that they think you will support. That's how that works. I'm not trying to discourage you from answering your telephone. I'm just preparing you. We are in that season. Well, that kind of polling is important. So one day, a person who worked for a news station decided to go out into the street and just poll people about general goodness, just to see if there were any good people left. So she came up with a series of questions that she just knew people would say yes to and prove that they were good people. And she could put it on her news segment on the local news and everybody would talk about how good she did, right? Y'all see those, it's a special interest story, the feel-good moment. You know, every time they have America's Got Talent, everybody's either, you know, had something bad to them or something. I mean, we all have hard lives. Am Am I wrong? But so anyway, she's out there to collect some good news. It goes like this. A woman approaches a man on the street and says, Excuse me, sir, I'm doing a little survey for my news station. Can I ask you some questions? And the man said, Yes, of course. He's doing pretty good so far, isn't he, Ken? She said, Assuming that you are traveling in a bus, and a lady gets on the bus, and she's got no available seat, would you give up your seat for her? The man said, No. Well, the reporter said, if the lady got on the bus and she was pregnant, would you give up your seat then? The man said, no. Y'all didn't laugh that time. That's more funny. And she said, what if the lady who got on the bus was a senior lady? Would you give her your seat then? The man said, no. And she said, well, you are one selfish man and you have no manners at all. Who do you think you are? He said, I'm a bus driver. <laughs> Y'all know the word authority. I spelled it weird in your, in, your, in your thing so that you would look at it and see it. Do y'all read these titles? I hate coming up with titles, but it's, it's got a dash in it because author and authority might as well be the same word. They're from the same Latin root. So when we talk about the author of a book, that is a person who has the authority over the story, correct? Have you ever noticed that you get to the end of the book and the author just killed the whole book by ending the book wrong for you? And you want to take over and rewrite it? That's what the people at the temple were doing. We don't like how this story you're telling us is unfolding, Jesus. You need to rewrite it. Who do you think you are? 
Have you no manners? Now, he wasn't refusing to give an old lady a seat, but he did something that was unparalleled to them. How can you do this? What did he do? He rode a donkey into the temple, into Jerusalem, like the king promised in Zechariah. How dare he do this? Who does he think he is? He mounts a donkey and rides it in, gentle and humble and meek, just like Zechariah said the Messiah would come. Not only that, the children start singing, just like Psalm 2 said the children would sing at the coronation of the king. Who does he think he is? And not only that, he walks into the temple And finds there that there are sellers who are exploiting the poor. Who had to come and buy doves. And he starts flipping over the tables. And remember the disciples remembered in Psalm 69 it says, Zeal for your house will consume me. And they'd wondered, who does he think he is? And the Pharisees and the, the elders of the people, they can't have Jesus acting like this. Because their position is predicated on them keeping the people under control. They are the ones invested with authority by Rome. They are the ones invested with authority by their knowledge. And they will decide who gets to ride a donkey into Jerusalem. Not some peasant from Galilee. Do you see what's happening in this exchange? Who do you think you are? He's like a man who refuses to give his seat up for a pregnant woman. He's judged on the basis of assuming that he's not a person who has the authority not to give up his seat. Do any of y'all want your bus driver to give up your seat to somebody else? Can you imagine a person getting on the plane, tapping the captain on the, on the, man, your seat looks more comfortable. Can I have it? The bus driver is invested with the authority to occupy that seat. Jesus is invested with the authority to occupy the temple in the way that he does. You say, how do you know that, preacher? Well, you might remember. Early in Matthew's story. The angel Gabriel comes to Joseph and says, don't put your wife away. The child to be born to her is conceived by the Holy Spirit. You will name him Jesus. And not only that, but he will be called Emmanuel. Do you remember what that means from the like five weeks of or two weeks of Christmas? God with us. God is with us. Emmanuel means God is with us. And so the angels said that they would call this Jesus, the Son of God conceived by the Holy Spirit, God with us. The angels said that Jesus has the authority to ride into the temple and claim it as His house. It is written, He said, My house shall be called a house of prayer. And he spoke those words with the same authority that he rode a donkey into town, that he flipped over the tables 
and that he refused to stop the children from singing. Children who some commentators say shouldn't have even been in the temple in the first place. Who does he think he is? And then to make the point even more vivid, Jesus tells a parable about two sons. And it's not about whether they love their daddy or not. It's about whether or not they respect the authority of their daddy. And their daddy says, son, I need you to go work. And he says, no. But later he goes. And he tells the other son, I need you to go work. And he says, I go, sir. But he never touches the field. And Jesus asks, which one of them obeyed the father? Which one of them did the will of the father? And the question that he's asking is, which of us, who of us here will recognize in Jesus the authority of Almighty God? Who in us here will recognize that on that day, the author of life rode into the temple, walked into the temple and started teaching that the one that they had constricted to the holy of holies stood amongst the people and they saw him face to face in the person of Jesus of Nazareth. Who of us will recognize the authority that comes as Almighty God in the person of Jesus to reconcile us to Himself? And who of us will come to this table in response to that authority when He says, Do this! Do this! Do this in remembrance of Me! This is My body! This is My blood of the new covenant! It's not a joke! It's not a token! It's not a surreal event! It's a real thing that the author of life offers us today if, if, if we will respond to his authority and come saying something or another, I can't believe the preacher's making the service last longer. Do you hear what's at stake? Who does he think he is? Telling us that he can give his very life to us in bread and a cup. Who does he think he is? And what kind of child will we be today? Will we be children of the Father who come to do the work? Or children who come in rote fashion just to go through the motion? He showed up in the temple and confounded people. They said about Him, never a man spoke like this man. And what was it that he was speaking? The same words that John the Baptist spoke, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. I believe that Jesus is the kingdom of God present that day in the temple. And the question before these Pharisees and the temple elders is the same question before us. Will we respond to his authority or will we write him off and say, who does he think he is? How dare he lay claim to my life? How dare he ask me to repent of my sin and receive him in faith? How dare he ask me to do anything that I don't want to do? Authority is how. In Acts 3, Peter said, You, you killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. This Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, the one who invites us to this table today, 
is the author of life itself. Will you respond to his authority and faith? Or will you be like the child who never touched the field but feigned response? The author of life calls you to his table. The answer to who do you think you are is Emmanuel, son of God, God with us, the author of life, the Messiah, the Lord. But they didn't get that answer because they wouldn't respond that John was a prophet. Because if they had responded that John was a prophet, then they would have to believe what John said about this Jesus who came to the temple that day. What do you believe about him? Do you trust that he is the author of life, the sole authority, the one who holds the keys of hell and death? Do you wish to repent of your sin and receive life? Or is this a game? Only you can answer that. But regardless, Christ our Lord invites you to his table today. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.